0: different experiences gives you this, this gut feeling, right? Because you mentioned like data sounds very concrete, but at the end of the day, it, it becomes something very intuitive. We, we see founder, we, we talk to someone and you very quickly have this feeling oh, this is, this is gonna be successful. And you cannot really pin it down. It's not like there's very concrete data points. Um, so it's, it's, it's something very intangible.
1: Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. In this, the second and concluding episode in the interview with Mike Reiner, he expands on founding City AI. A non-profit and global series of events based around democratizing the design and development of artificial intelligence. It's expanded from Berlin and Amsterdam to by now 65 cities. He talks about how educational his life is as a VC and he really gets into the sort of things he looks for in a founder when he's trying to assess whether or not that person will be successful. So you decided to co-found uh, City AI, uh, and it's become an incredible uh, uh, distributed community, global community for people working in in, in, in AI and interested in AI. And I believe it's expanded to fifty-five cities. Yeah. Right. How, how did how did you get there? Look, I mean, it, it really started um,
0: just as a passion project. I mean, initially we started in in Berlin and Amsterdam, so we. You know, we just did an event. We asked people to get together and share their challenges and lessons learned on applying AI. You know, what have you done? What has worked? What has not worked? And, um, you yeah, know, people liked it. And, and and we really liked the transparency because there was a lot of talk, but we love to hear the stories behind it. You know, what didn't work is always a very powerful thing to hear and, and a great thing to learn from. Um, and then we did it in more cities. Initially, we just reached out to friends of ours and asked, hey, do you want to start a chapter in your city? So we work with what, what we call ambassadors um, in the respective cities, they started local chapter. Um, so we have City AI as the umbrella brand with, with many people confuse this, you know, in the context of smart cities, you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, but it really just started because we started with Amsterdam.ai, Berlin.ai and, you know, then we had more city name.ai and then we just you know, started city.ai as umbrella kind of brand. Yeah, now we are in, I don't know, it's like 57 cities, I think, we're uh, having quarterly events in each of those cities. Uh, we have like a Slack group where we're now close to 200 ambassadors who are sharing what's happening in Singapore versus New York or, you know, also emerging hubs, um, uh, sharing incredible stories of what's happening there, which is, you know, there's less experience there, but there's a lot of drive and eagerness to learn, which, which I always really, really love. Um, so it's been it's been a fantastic experience. Um, and then on the back of it, we we started a conference called World Summit AI. For a first event, two thousand eight hundred people, which I thought
1: was very ambitious. Amazing. Um, so we had a great first event in Amsterdam. You're a VC as well. You you invest in in, in a lot of companies. How much of your time does all of that take up, and uh, how's that going?
0: Yeah. So uh, I would say I spend roughly two days per week uh, on that. It's um, not only deal sourcing, but also and Now I'm, I'm, I just started uh, working on something like called data discussion, So, uh, which ties also been into I where I just invite founders um, to have a chat around how they use data in their company, you know, and like how does data actually influence machine learning? Uh, what do you pay attention to? What's the right kind of data, you know? What, and then all the way from like data collection best practices there to uh, you know data bias, data cleanup, and what, which might sound boring, but I think is very very practical and. At the core of actually what what fuels and drives learning and you know machine learning, so um, so I'm doing this for Open Ocean is the fund um, where I'm a venture <laughs> partner, and yeah, and, and and looking for interesting Series A stage um, B2B companies that are data intensive, uh, might be AI machine learning, uh, but also something else. It's not restricted to that. Um, so I'm spending roughly two
1: days a week on that. This- was there anyone that was a particularly strong influence on your career that you could highlight, whether someone you knew or someone famous, anyone who really uh, made a difference for you?
0: Um, I don't think it's one person in particular. I mean, I think there's so many role models out there. Yeah. Um, so many people are inspiring, and in that you're, you know, you're looking, you're seeing the videos, and and, and you're following and. Um, I don't, I don't really have one person in particular. I think I've been very lucky to be triggered in certain ways. right? I think that the, the the key when you're young is always, in a way, to be lucky enough to meet the right people that trigger you to read about something, that trigger you to try something. Um, and and frankly, in my opinion, the way I see it, that is luck to a big extent. Of course, your own drive shapes luck, but many people just don't get that opportunity and they never find out you know um, that there might be an incredible founder or that there might be like incredible marketeer simply because they don't you know don't experience it they don't try it out Um, so I think for instance what I did with the accelerator has been an incredible experience because you you you're at the intersection of seeing all those different business models you're working with all those talented founders you're you're seeing all those different business models and you're constantly learning and understand what works what doesn't work so it gives you a lot of like data right it gives you a lot of like um, uh, volume of data of of getting a sense of what makes a business successful what doesn't what makes a founder tick and what makes a good founder or a bad founder Um, you you meet so many mentors right you you listen into the meetings and advice and you you learn a lot about mentoring you learn a lot about you know what what how people reason from their own background and and, and, you, you, you learn a lot of like very, I mean, very specific skill sets, um, listening in and, 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 and learning from them, and not to mention about building a, building a company, right? An accelerator and, and all the difficulties in doing that, it's yeah, it's been an extremely rewarding experience.
1: So it's not so it's not just data as well. It sounds like there's a it's an instinct it's an instinctual thing. It's data that maybe you can't really articulate. From meeting so many people as well, it's a combination of the two, perhaps.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think a lot of things are. I think experience knowledge, right, is something that is very, um, it's, it's it's very implicit. Like, like we could both have the same data and information, and our knowledge would be completely different simply due to our background. The way we process the information and store this as you know knowledge is very different for you or for me. Um, and yeah, and I and, and I think just getting in touch with a lot of different different experiences gives you this this gut feeling, right? Because you mentioned like data sounds very concrete, but at the end of the day, it, it becomes something very intuitive. And also the, the largest part of our brain actually, right, is, is unconscious, you know, we don't really know what's happening, we just have a gut feeling an instinct that we feel oh, this is the right thing to do, or we, we see founder, we, we talk to someone and you very quickly have this feeling, oh, this is, this is gonna be successful. And you cannot really pin it down. It's not like there's very concrete data points. Um, so it's 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 something very intangible.
1: Did you know that we actually have about a hundred million neurons in our in our gut as all, well? All
0: in our gut as well. Yeah. Oh. So it's uh,
1: uh, so some of the, so serotonin and, and many other chemicals that we associate with um, been been uh, influenced by by the brain. The production of that some of that is, uh, by the stomach. So yep. good. So gut feel. It's amazing. A lot of English actually. Uh, uh, reflects that even yeah. though we'd no way of knowing oh, it. Oh fantastic. Maybe we had a good feel. Who that's knows. That's great. <laughs> I, I, I learned something, that's great.
0: It's also I, I just I read it read an article the other day how important food is actually for your happiness. By right? just you know, the, like having a diverse set of bacteria in your gut is so important for your mental state. It is. Well, it is, I mean, it's something that I never really thought about, but it really makes you think and also, hey, I mean, I'm still really
1: bad, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about food habits. There's, but. there's a fantastic talk. I can't remember the chap I've met him. It's an Irish guy, actually, over in a Fulbright scholarship. It's got over a million views on, on TED, and uh, I don't know if it's TED or a TEDx one, but it's all about the biota and the influence of the biota on, on longevity as well as on your mental state, uh, and it, it makes us think. Maybe about how many antibiotics we take and all those things that we automatically take to get better and all that. Anyway, I'm taking you away. I'm, I'm now starting to talk. I need to be listening to you. Uh, is there any advice you'd give an entrepreneur that would want to uh, be funded by yourselves? Are there, apart from the normal things you might advise, maybe there's a couple of things, are there any values you'd like to see them bring to the table? What sort of an entrepreneur? do you favor when you're looking for startups for
0: like investments
1: you mean for investments yeah um
0: I mean I I, I, you know when you say it it sounds very obvious but I I think it's harder to spot right so I think one one key thing is drive and passion this is I mean it says a lot about like uh, the energy a person has and and, and motivation uh, to really see this through um also, how people treat others is, a, is, you know, something to pay attention to. How do co-founders work together? How do they treat each other? How do they treat employees? How does a founder treat the cleaning lady, as an example? I think these small things to pay attention to are extremely powerful because they tell you a lot about a person. Um, in general, the, the the founders I'm looking for are, are the founders that have a hustling mentality because, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about getting deals, right? It's all about getting customers we in and you need to, especially in the beginning, you need to hustle, to um, so talk to a lot of customers, customer validation, especially early stage, I mean, with Open Ocean we invest later, I mean, Series A stage plus, but especially early stage, you know, when I was with Accelerator looking at companies, customer validation was the one thing that I paid attention to. But how do you validate, like, how many customers have you spoken to the last week? What did you ask them? Walk me through this, right, to just understand what questions do they ask? How do they validate? How do they then use that data to make decisions? Um, Do they have a system for this in place? Um, That is all very insightful, I think. It tells you a lot about how a person thinks and works. Um, And obviously for the rest, it's do I like the product? Does it make sense to me? Like it's an important question because it might be something that I don't understand at all and and then it might be a phenomenal company, but for me, I'm not the right person to, to assess it. So the whole crypto space, for instance, I love to read about it, but I know so little about the space that with crypto companies, I'm not the right person to assess whether this might be successful or not. Um, but yeah, I would say the top thing would be the hustling mentality, how good he gets along with his co-founders, also a good indication of how likely it's going to, be to break up, you know, main reasons for companies not to work out is that
1: founder trouble, team trouble, right? So these are very important things. Mike Reiner, that's great advice, and it's been a pleasure talking with you yesterday, today, and now interviewing you. Thank you very much for giving me your time on 14 Minutes of SAS. Thank
0: you.
1: excited about the next episode it's part one of an eight-part series with Whirley, otherwise known as Will Hurley CEO and founder of strange a company accelerating the evolution of quantum computing by democratizing access to it Hurley is a genuine serial entrepreneur having sold honest dollar to Goldman Sachs and chaotic moon to Accenture next episode is called quirly crashes into his future self. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of Sass. Thank you to Ketsu for music provided under a Creative Commons license. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series and give the show a rating.